Hello, welcome to episode 12 of the Creating Happy Writers podcast. Thank you for joining me as we delve into the exciting world of writing and publishing non-fiction books and everything in between. My name is Steph Caswell and I'm an author and writing coach on a mission to help you find confidence and happiness in your writing journey. To explore what it means to be a writer. Because writing is more than getting words on a page. It's more than holding your finished book in your hands. It's about the personal journey we go on as writers, the challenges and the triumphs we face on a regular basis. But it's not just about that. I want to empower you to write a book in your niche, to become the go-to expert, because you can use a book to grow your business and be a thought leader in your field. You just have to know how to do it. I'm also an avid reader and feel we can learn much from the writers who've gone before us. So during these episodes, I'll be sharing books I think you'll love and learn from too. So without further ado, let's crack on with today's episode. Today, we're going to be looking at what you can do if you've lost the motivation to write. It happens to all of us, from independent writers like me to the big guns who lie in the shelves in your local bookshop. You see, writing when you've lost motivation is a bit like cleaning the oven, something you keep putting off because you know it's going to be hard work, and frankly, sitting down with a cuppa, a custard cream, and your favourite book or Netflix show is far more appealing. But as I said, it's actually perfectly natural to lose motivation and something all writers struggle with from time to time, despite what they'd have you believe. So if you've lost the motivation to write, don't worry, I've got your back. Okay, let me start with this and let me know if any of this sounds familiar to you. At the start of your writing adventure, you did all the right things. You set up a writing schedule, you kept a log of your word count and found an accountability buddy or maybe a writing coach. Your plan and outline were primed and ready to use. You were so freaking pumped about writing this book, nothing was going to stop you. Days went past and your fingers flew across the keyboard. Words came thick and fast and your daily target word count, frankly, it could kiss your butt. You were on fire. As time passed, though, you noticed there were days when your motivation waned a little. The words didn't come as quickly. They needed a little encouragement, a little coaxing. You reached your word count most of the time. Then you began to notice something else. There were days when nothing came at all. You had the ideas, the outline, the ability to type, but you didn't even want to turn the computer on. When you started your writing journey, you had visions of publishing your book in six months. Now you just have visions of gin or a nice glass of rosé. It can feel really frustrating. So here's what you can do when you've lost motivation. Find your why. Often people tend to get a bit sheepish when you ask them why they want to write a book. They give the very obvious reason of wanting to help people or because they want it as part of their sales funnel. Neither of these is a bad reason. In fact, both can be part of your why, but you need to go deeper than this. 
Helping people is all well and good. But when you're sitting in front of the laptop yet again and trying not to weep into your coffee, you'll need something a bit better than that. It needs to be something that is buried deep in your core. Often it's for a reason that seems a little egotistical. You want to see your name on the cover or you want to start a speaking career. Maybe it's even deeper than that. Maybe it's to prove your English teacher wrong or a critical family member who said you'd never be able to do it. Your why is a personal thing and will look different to mine or anyone else's. You might not want to share it with others, but as long as you know it yourself, that's all that matters. Write it down and keep it somewhere visible. Next, try visualising your success. Visualisation is an amazing motivational tool. You might like to think it's a load of woohooery, but it's powerful stuff. 100 metre sprinters visualise the powerful start and the successful finish of a race. It's why they look like they're trying to answer a complicated algebra question on the start line. High jumpers see the perfect takeoff to their Fosbury flop. If Olympic athletes are doing it, you know it must be worth considering. Visualising your writing successes can give you the motivation to power on through. Close your eyes and picture yourself holding your book in your hands or sharing it with your family. When I think about writing my children's book, I always visualise going into my local Waterstones and seeing it on the table of new releases. I picture opening the box of proofed copies from the publisher. It does wonders when the last thing I feel like is writing. In fact, it gave me goosebumps just saying that out loud. So what's in your mind's eye when you think about finishing or publishing your book? Take time to close your eyes and really see and feel it. Goosebumps yet? The next thing to try is working to a deadline. Not all of us have a publisher giving us a deadline when we first start writing, so it's imperative that you give yourself one. Here's an example of how to do it, and this method is actually what I use when it comes to writing my books, so this isn't just a theory, it's actually something I've used over and over again. Let's assume you're self-publishing and you can write your book in 10 weeks. For mathematical ease, it's going to be 30,000 words long. Find a date in 10 weeks' time as a target to complete your draft and make a note of it. Put it up on a sticky note in your writing area so you keep it in mind. If the book is 30,000 words long and you have 10 weeks, you'll need to write 3,000 words per week. Decide how many days per week you'll commit to writing. Let's say it's five days per week. You'll therefore need to write 600 words per day. Now, things seem far more manageable. You could split your writing into two writing sprints per day, where you just need to write 300 words. Something easily done in 30 minutes or less. Suddenly, this behemoth of a writing goal becomes far more manageable. It's not a 30,000-word book you need to think about. It's just writing 600 words per day, five days per week. When you do that on a consistent basis, your 30,000 words will get written in no time. Well, 10 weeks, but you catch my drift. The next thing to try 
to help you boost your motivation is to remember this. Motivation won't naturally show up each day. If it did, we'd all stick to those New Year's resolutions without any hint of a custard cream to derail us. Completing daily writing habits will supply motivation, not the other way round. I'm going to say that again. Completing your daily writing habits will supply motivation, not the other way round. So try these to help you. Log your word count each day, either on a spreadsheet or on a wall calendar. It's so satisfying to watch your progress grow incrementally day by day. If you're splitting your writing into two or three sprints each day, you can log each sprint too. Set aside milestone markers and rewards. Why wait until you've reached the end to feel proud? In his Tiny Habits research, BJ Fogg highlights the importance of rewards and celebration to keep new habits in place. I set aside rewards for every 10,000 words. It gives me a little boost to celebrate those milestones. But if 10,000 words sounds like too much before you have a reward, then you can do it after 1,000 words or 5,000 words, whatever works for you. You can set your milestone markers to be anything that makes you happy. Again, there's no right or wrong. The type of reward is up to you. For me, it might be my favourite chocolate bar or a day away from the writing desk. For further support on growing your writing habits, do listen to episode four of the podcast. Sticking with a loss of motivation, you have to turn up to writing practice. The best athletes in the world attend daily training sessions. Simone Biles didn't just walk into a gym one day and somersault her way across the floor. She turned up to practice and learned the skills necessary to become an Olympic champion. Talent is lovely, but it won't get you anywhere unless you train hard. You can be the most talented writer to have ever walked the earth, but you can't rely on that alone. You have to practice hard. Matthew Said claims excellence is primarily down to sustained and purposeful practice. Malcolm Gladwell advocates the 10,000 hours approach. Practice is essential. Take comfort from that. Take comfort in the fact you're going to need to practice to get this right. Let that fill you with a sense of wonder and discovery at all you're going to learn as you travel on your writing journey. There is no innate automaticity with writing. It's a skill that's organic and will grow and develop as you do. Imagine it's like a muscle. The more you train it, the stronger it becomes. My next tip for you is to keep in regular contact with an accountability partner. You may have already set up one for your writing journey, but if you haven't, this can be a great way to keep writing when you've lost motivation. Again, once the initial enthusiasm has worn off, you may find your partnership or group lapses a little. Set up a day of the week to share your weekly word count with your partner or writing group and stick to it. Be each other's cheerleaders outside of this too. Send motivational messages to help them with their writing journey or leave voice notes if that's more your bag. Tag your habit of reporting your word count to an already existing habit to help you remember. 
If that doesn't work for you, set an alarm on your phone to remind you at the same time each week or put an appointment in your diary. It's the regularity of accountability that counts, so be sure to keep at it consistently. And my final suggestion to you, and I know if you've listened to previous episodes of this podcast, you will know that I have spoken about the five second rule before, and you know that I'm a huge Bell Robbins fan. And the reason that I'm such an advocate for it is that I use it pretty much on a daily basis to do a lot of different things. Writing is one of them. And the reason I use it is that sometimes you just need a little kick up the bum something to jolt you out of your slump and into action. This trick of the five second rule can really help you with any form of procrastination or lack of motivation. It's a concept that Mel's fully explored and developed in the book, The Five Second Rule. Um, I'm going to try and summarise it as best I can here, but I do urge you to read the book because it's phenomenal. The reason counting back from five to one works is it takes five seconds for your brain to make a decision through the emotional part of the brain, which is where all our decision making happens. So we always make decisions based on emotion, but we have about five seconds before that emotional part of the brain kicks in to talk us out of doing something. And this is actually based in neuroscience and research. So it's not something the Mel's just made up on the spot. Um, And by counting back from five, you're interrupting uh, that part of the brain where you're going to have that emotional kick to something. So when you're sitting at home and you're thinking about writing, you will talk yourself out of it by going to the emotional part and you'll say, I don't feel like writing and I don't feel like opening my laptop. And that's very genuine. That is the part of your brain that's making you feel that way. But if you count back from five, you can stop that emotional part of the brain kicking in. So when you next are facing some writing and you're feeling really sluggish, maybe not motivated, and you're trying to put it off constantly, do try counting back from five to one and then just go. And I promise you, it will make the difference. I use it to get up in the morning. I use it when I don't feel like writing. I use it when I don't feel like running. I use it when I need to get up and go and make lunch and I don't feel like that either. I know it sounds ridiculous, but whenever you've lost motivation for anything, if you count back from five and just say go, it will honestly change the way you approach things. Um, And as like I say, read the book because she gives so many examples of how people have used it from things like, you know, keeping fit to writing. She also talks about how she had a letter from somebody who used it to um, stop when he was thinking of ending his life. He used the five second rule and went to get help. So it's really powerful stuff. and, And it just really is based in neuroscience. And it's powerful, powerful technique, especially when you've lost motivation. So before I leave you, I want you to remember it's natural for motivation to come and go with writing. It's so hard and anything that feels like a chore, uh, even when you're really dedicated to it, you have to stay kind to yourself, except that there will be days when you just don't want to and then have a break. Do something completely different. And the writer Anne Lamott, um, she wrote the book Bird by Bird, which again is another incredible book about the creative process. And she talks about the fact that we often get blocks 
because we are depleted and we haven't refilled our cup of creativity, if you like. So she sometimes says that when we are blocked and stuck and we've lost motivation, we need to take time away to replenish that cup. However, you might do that. For me, it might be walking, exercising, you know, just chatting with the kids, playing a board game, you know, whatever it is, um, just having a cup of tea and, you know, reading maybe fiction or poetry or something that isn't in my usual genre. I'm just having the space and time to refill that creativity um, and then to go back again. So have a break, do something completely different, replenish that cup, but wherever possible, try to jump back into your writing habits either the following day or the next day. So don't have too long a break because that's when we just lose all motivation and we end up really just leaving something for months and months. So fill up that cup and then come back at it because consistently really does help. If, however, and I'm going to say something that you may feel is a little bit, maybe something that's going to cause you to think, If you realise that you've got days and days of low motivation, it might be time to ask yourself the most difficult question of all, which is, do you actually want to write a book? And if you don't, if the answer that in your gut is no, that is okay. Sometimes we get caught up in the idea of what a book might mean, but the reality is we just don't want it enough and that might be hard to hear and you may be cursing me right now but it's worth listening to what your inner voice is really saying but if you're still a keen bean try some of these ideas that I've mentioned in today's episode to help you get your motivation back or even to stay motivated as often as possible and just remember motivation comes from the habits we pursue rather than the other way round. So rather than being motivated to complete the habit, we're often motivated once we've done it. So it's about trying to get these habits in place. And as I said, there is a a great episode uh, in the podcast series all about habits, which you should listen to if you haven't already. I hope you enjoyed the episode and it's given you the ideas to help you get out of a motivation slump and back into writing mode. I'd be so grateful if you could leave a review on your favourite podcast platform. Much like book reviews, podcast reviews can make all the difference in getting more listeners and spreading the Creating Happy Writers message. And if you know another writer who'd enjoy these episodes, do share it with them too. You can also give me a shout out on social media using the hashtag Creating Happy Writers. If you'd like to connect, you can find me at creatinghappywriters.com and on Instagram and Facebook at, you guessed it, Creating Happy Writers. If you'd like further support to write a book in your niche, you can buy a copy of my book, Dare to Write, How to Confidently Write a Non-Fiction Book to Grow Your Business, which takes you on the journey from initial idea to publication. All links are in the show notes. So until next time, happy writing.